All right, well, welcome to a very special edition of the Notre Dame Hounds podcast. I am your host, the team's broadcaster, media guy, and general uh, bad joke maker, Jamie Neugebauer, uh, and I am joined by the team's life coach, Corey. Thank you so much for your time. How are you doing, Corey? Good, thank you. I'm I'm pretty excited to be here. Uh, just for uh, full uh, disclosure, Corey has a job where she's the one usually asking the questions, um, and <laughs> and so uh, I I'm very excited to kind of turn the tables on her. I always think Corey that the interviewers always secretly want to be interviewed. Do you think that's true? Do you think people want you want people to ask you the questions that you ask people? Well, to just dive in right away onto the onto the depths of humanity i think every single person wants to be known and seen and and uh inquired about what they're doing and what they're passionate about what they're thinking what they're working on and so the short answer is yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) for sure for sure and then uh and then you know kids have jokingly turned the table on me and asked me like what what was your what were your takeaways on the game and then i'm like man i have to come up with a good answer now (laughs) <laughs> I'm like that's tough, and well, then and then I realized we'll do that a coaching session for you there, Jamie. <laughs> well, I just realized that um, I think asking the questions are probably just a little bit easier than than answering them uh, in terms of what I do, not what you do, but in terms of what I do. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, l- let's move forward. Um, so Corey is the life coach for the uh, Notre Dame Junior A Hounds, uh, but I want to just sort of rewind that. How did you become a life coach in the first place? Um, I get I get asked that a lot actually because I I kind of stumbled on it. I was um, a photographer and um, was doing weddings and portraits. I was also doing a bit of graphic design and um, kind of a funny story. I was helping my girlfriend. Uh, develop a a fitness program for her clients and we were building this journal program for um, really getting her clients in touch with what they wanted to see for progress and where their mental wellness was coming from and and we were having coffee in Starbucks and there was a magazine there and there was this article on you know, 30 ways to be happy. And one of them was be in the sunshine. Another one was drink water. And I kept thinking, uh-huh. like, oh my goodness, I could, I could write this way better. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that and, sunshine and water are not helpful? No, they're thing? important. They're important. <laughs> but I just thought maybe it was going to be a little more groundbreaking. Um, and I looked at the, at the name and I can't remember that the name was, but there was this tag life coach. And I was like, wow, wow. Okay. I want to, I'm going to see what that's about. And so I had another girlfriend that actually had become a life coach. So I called her and I said, like, what's the deal? Like, where did you, where did you get your training? And, and she says, oh, you'd be great at this. You got to go check it out. So I actually was very privileged to have uh, one-on-one instruction with Warren Redmond from the emotional fitness institute and he's he's just he's just incredible but um so i i took the course and next thing you know i was hooked i just thought that this is fantastic but the evolution of it was um i could see that photography 
what I loved about photography was capturing the value of other people's lives and mirroring it back to them. And so coaching just upped that a whole new level that I could, I could help other people see the value in who they are and the project of their life that they're trying to work on and, and, and mirror it back to them so that they could really embrace the privilege that they have to, to be alive and then, and then build whatever it is that they wanted to build from that. So mm-hmm. I've built my practice on that essence of um, really just tapping into what it is that you want to do from the base of who you are. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Were you always uh, a very introspective person? Were you always kind of, I mean, every, I know you, you have kids, uh, spoiler alert, uh, you have some kids <laughs> uh, and you have, you know, people that you care about in your life. So, you know, I'm, you know, every, 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 uh, I guess, good parent is trying to figure out how to help their kids as best as possible. So there's some, you could call that a coach if you, I guess, if you wanted to, but um were you were you always do you think you were always kind of geared towards towards it yeah actually uh, like life coaching has has really captured um is is a great vehicle for for the way i always saw the world in the first place hmm. and much to my <laughs> teachers dismay and my parents dismay and society's dismay that I didn't quite fit the mold because I did see things on a deeper level and because I did want to push the envelopes a little Mm. bit. And, um, and so having, having the vehicle of coaching was, is such a great way for me to, uh, show people what I see and, uh, and so that they can benefit from it. Mm. Very cool. Um, Give me your uh, life story in as short uh, a as short a, as Lori as you as you can. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, my life story. <laughs> you were born. I was. You were born in and. I was. I was born in Calgary. I've lived in Alberta all my life. I have two amazing kids, and I have a really great husband. And I've moved out to Saskatchewan to uh we brought my son out to notre dame that's how i was introduced to notre dame and i love it here and i am not very interested in moving back (laughs) Mm. very interesting well then that i guess leads to uh the question you know we'll get into your private practice um maybe a bit later but uh Mm -hmm. you know you mentioned you had a kid that went to Notre Dame. Um, I guess, how did it end up that you became the junior hounds life coach? Well, my husband and I are very um, hands-off parents. We we really, our parenting style is so that our, our kids have front row uh, access to, to the life that they're creating and, and we're the backstop. We're, we're the safety net. And so, um, once um, our son was finished here at Notre Dame, I came to Brett and I said, uh, by the way, hi, <laughs> my <laughs> name is Corey. We have never met before. Um, and I said, just really, I love the program. I love the way you're coaching. I, I love everything that you've done here. And if there's any way that I can help and 
Uh, his response was, oh, this is great. Whatever you have to offer, we will take it because um, they just saw value in um, in what it is, the potential that I could have on the team. And so after a few conversations with you and with the other coaching staff that um, implementing a life coaching program into the junior A program was, was um, I, I wouldn't say uh, it, it wasn't an easy sell, but it was, it was something that everybody was um, in full agreement on and, and excited to see the potential of it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely uh, remember one or two long uh, co conversations mm -hmm. over coffee uh, about what it could look like and uh, yeah, how, how, it, how it might, might look and uh, definitely encouraged you, tried to encourage you the best I could and, and help the best I could. So certainly, uh, certainly happy uh, that that is the case and that it's kind of come together. Uh, so then big, big questions. Cause that's all I do, I guess is ask big questions, but how have you liked it so far? <laughs> <laughs> well i've got big answers so that that's Great. that that tracks <laughs> oh, perfect um i love it i i i i catch myself walking into the arena and going up the stairs to the coach's room or going into the classroom as the guys start rolling in and i just think i can't believe i'm here like this is this is just incredible these are the these are these people are so cool and 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 just being around human beings that are working so hard at at fulfilling their dreams and and pushing their passions and pushing their limits and learning about who they are and and developing themselves into the into the best that they can be there's all all in unity there's uh there's something just so powerful of being being a support to that and um i i just love every minute of it that that they get to that they they let me be there <laughs> yeah and certainly uh you know every team will have its have its ups and downs and and this team's had uh more than its fair share but uh you know i guess uh you know it's it's it it is new i guess for you in terms of working on mass with uh a whole hockey team uh i guess what what have you kind of learned from it about I don't know anything I guess about about the hockey about hockey players about high performance athletes maybe they didn't know before I guess what are some of your takeaways so far about the actual work I think I think one thing I've learned from this place in in these young men's lives is that there's there's such an opportunity in the junior program because there's a gap between high school and university or what what they're going to what they're going to accomplish in their next post secondary or trades or or business building whatever wherever they go in their adult future there's this this sacred space of of their transition and how they are wrestling to let go of some of the things that made them who they were in high school and how they want to go forward as adults and that drive to cut out a new version of themselves 
and at the same time try and bring with them what they actually really like about themselves and try and battle what they don't like about themselves and so then you then you you add that into the pressure cooker of high competitive elite sports and you you really refine these human beings into the best or the worst that they can be mm -hmm. like um watching them handle that pressure and lean on their their deeper character and develop their character all at the same time while trying to um achieve their lifelong dreams is is it, i think it's underestimated the 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 privilege it is to be in this in this unique gap in between what was and what's coming um and and I think that there's I think there's a lot that we can offer and a lot of support that we can we can give them, and uh, it's it's been incredible to watch and and to hear what they teach us in return of of what that transition looks like like how we haven't prepared them, mm. and and how resilient they are and how devoted they are and how strong they are and how how passionate they are and driven they are. Um, as the, as they face this next phase going forward. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. One of the things that uh, I try to emphasize, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, I am the team's chaplain, and so we have chapels. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I try to emphasize in team chapel, and just when I'm just talking to them, and you you just sort of said it there, but the this element of uh that they have worked so hard and they have a lot kind of to be proud of and confident in and um they, you know they have things a lot of things to believe in themselves and they're constantly looking at you know friends of theirs that are at different leagues or higher leagues or committed or scoring more goals or on a better line or um, they're co constantly looking i guess into the to the abyss and being and being comparative that way and and i guess that's part of the human condition because uh, we all kind of do that to some degree, especially uh, in this world of social media, though I'm sure it existed in other forms uh, forever. But, uh, um, you know, I'm, I always tell them, man, you guys are unbelievable at hockey, <laughs> just so good. And <laughs> just being down on the ice and watching them practice and watching them play games and, um, you know, doesn't matter like where they are in the standings. It doesn't matter what the score says or whatever. I mean, relative to other teams, you know that's 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 sort of secondary to the fact that they've to what you said there's they've been so devoted and worked so hard um and have a lot of talent to get to where they are right now i i guess how has it been in terms of um you know i guess kind of combating that sort of comparative element because that's such a such a prevalent element in in everybody but it seems especially relevant to to young people who are, you know, we're all just sort of connected so so much to social media. Yeah, I think it's I I think it's a big issue to uh, definitely for all of us, but um, and especially at this age, like I said, like my success before might not be applicable here, and so that's very disorientating, especially mm -hmm. at this age when they're still developing who they are in, in their brains, like their brains aren't even finished developing yet. And so mm. um, trying to figure out where I stand in society and, and hockey really is um, a very <laughs> combative 
organization of social order. <laughs> and yeah. so trying how, how they don't internalize that is is almost impossible that you know if, if I'm if I'm not good on the ice then then maybe I'm not good or if I'm really great on the ice maybe I'm amazing everywhere and <laughs> and really sort of filtering that through that if they didn't have hockey um there's still uh, a, a development there that needs to happen and you and I have joked several times in the arena that you know this isn't this isn't a competition of great men otherwise we would have a we would have an even bigger problem because there's great men <laughs> everywhere in 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 the junior hockey world and and I think that um but differentiating between where I stand in my social order and who I am as uh, a man is that's a lot to take. And so having that extra support um, through incredible coaches is uh, I, I just think it's vital to the, to their success as, as men on and off the ice. Yeah. Vital to their success. And, and to me revolutionary, and I don't know how hmm. much you've been able to kind of dig into it, but obviously uh, hockey teams have had coaches coaching them on, strategy and and even mental skills i guess for for quite a while but to, to me like what you do is pretty uh it's unheard of in uh in in my uh experience with with teams and 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 yes there's there's people around who are doing sort of mental health talks and and connecting with teams that way but for someone um well maybe actually instead of me telling you maybe maybe as far as you're willing to say uh, you could paint a picture of what it is exactly that you do with the guys kind of on a weekly basis. Um, a lot of the work that we do together is, um, it, it's quite philosophical and abstract. Um, and I, and I do that on purpose. I, I like to take what they think is reliable structure and move those components around so that they have to move over into their curiosity. They have to be looking for how to, how does that make me feel? How does, how does that make me see myself? Do I, do I like that? Do I believe in that? Do I agree with that? Do I want to challenge that? Do I want to accept that? Do I need to learn more about that? Then, then that gets them more anchored in their own self-identity so that they can they can either reinforce the structures that are there or create new ones. And so uh, the work that I do isn't added structure or added strategy or added uh, mechanics to this is how you win. This is how you, um, this is how you be more disciplined, or this is how you cap your emotions in order to pull through under pressure. I'm more on the other side of where are those emotions coming from in the first place. What is it that mm. you actually have on the line here? What is it that you want from this? Is it, is it what you think you want? Is it what everybody else tells you that you want? So they can really anchor into their center self and, and, and then rise up as the athlete that they, that they can be instead of what they are institutionalized to be. So so basically just reclaiming all of their successes and failures that have happened so far. And that process is messy. That process is a little bit um, 
unconventional, but it it creates their own they they have to create their own structure from that. And and that's what that's the ultimate purpose of what I'm trying to do is get them back into their own selves so that they can move forward and and take information and take their resources and put their puzzle pieces together for their own unique success. Yeah, amazing stuff, amazing stuff and again just as a, a personal aside, I know there's a podcast about you but I'm going <clears> to <throat> talk about myself for a quick second. Uh <laughs> when I sort of plan what I want to say or do uh for chapels, obviously for me there's the faith element and and I'm, you know, part of Hockey Ministries International is as part of that. So there's the faith element for me which I know is is not necessarily you know, it doesn't, it's not at odds with the things that you say, but it's not exactly the same. Um, but also if I'm going into sort of a, a philosophical kind of mental skills, kind of life, life coaching sort of realm, I don't, I don't really worry at all about stepping on your toes because I know that you're such a <laughs> professional that you're, um, yeah, I guess you're, you're going into different areas and realms of their, of their mind and, and, and the directions of their, of their lives as human beings that, that, you know, quite frankly, I'm not capable of. So um, <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not really worried about it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm not, I don't, yeah. it's not, it's not a point of anxiety for me is my point. So oh, good. Um, not, not that, not that I, I think you necessarily were worried about it, but I'm just saying, uh, um, you know, I, I'm not worried about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess one of the things I also want people to get out of this interview is, uh, if you're like a parent or a friend of players on the junior hounds, um, there are people that love and care for, about your players. And I think, um, the fact that you do what you do means that you uh, really, you know, love and care about them. I, I assume about I assume that's the case. And so I guess it's kind of a two part question. You know, what do you kind of get out of it and what do you kind of feel like, uh, you know, Brett trying to do his best to to develop these young men as as humans and hockey players? What do you feel like he is kind of getting out of your program, too? Well, I think that Brett and I work really well together because um, he has, he has, I was thinking about this earlier today, he has all of the guys on the team right now, plus he has those that have traded, plus he has last year's guys that have, uh, are still checking in with him, asking for advice. He's also got the upcoming guys coming in. So that's got to be 50 to 75 guys yeah. on his roster right now that he's trying to develop into the best that they can be. And, and that's, that's a big caseload. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I can come in and offer that support on an, in a non-hockey realm where I can, I can offer that development of, of the human that needs to show up before the athlete or in in honor of the athlete then then he has more to work with but also he he can focus on the game he can focus on the the league he can focus on the strategy the the greater good strategies and i can i can focus more on the individual and so he can focus more on getting their individual opportunities in their hockey careers going and making those connections but i i can make sure that they're showing up with the best of their abilities so that when those opportunities show up uh, they're ready to go mm. 
That's awesome. Uh, yeah, just uh, just two more questions uh, then for you, Corey, and then I have a little uh, a little game for the people oh. to reward the people <laughs> to reward the people. And I didn't tell you that I was going to do this. No, uh, you did not. <laughs> but but uh, it'll be an easy game. It's just rapid fire, like like sort of either or questions or you know, just just a little fun uh, a little fun part. But I wanted to ask you, I guess, about your your personal practice too. How's that going? How's that kind of been? Uh, has it been affected at all by the time maybe that you've needed to put into this, the ho- the hockey team? And I guess how's how's that all going? It's it's really great actually. Um, I'm finding uh, there's so much hope in our future because um, at every stage in life, when people are hitting that space of um almost like hitting hitting the wall of what wasn't what was working before isn't working anymore. And, but I want to do things differently. I don't want to go from the pot to the frying pan. I want to, I want to know how to do this life on my terms. And what's really exciting is that I've got university students that are, that are just poor starving students and they're, they're finding the money. They're finding the resources to have meetings with me and have those sessions with me and, and really sink into developing themselves. They are taking themselves so seriously. And it's it's exciting for our future to see these this next wave of leaders rise up and know that they're doing the work so early and, um, and they're so devoted to making sure that they're making their decisions and creating a life that they're gonna love. And that's that's really exciting for me. Um, as far as the the crossover between Notre Dame and my clients, it 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 really is a beautiful synergy because as I'm learning from Notre Dame, I'm creating content. And as I'm creating content for Notre Dame, I'm learning from my clients. As I'm learning from my clients, I'm creating content for Notre Dame. Like it, it's it's all balancing back and forth because ultimately we share the same need as a human race is to be is to be anchored in who we are and know who we are so that we can embrace the life that we have to the best of our abilities. Mm, there you go. Awesome. That's that's great. I'm really glad to glad to hear that it's all uh, all come together in mm-hmm. that way. So that that's really cool. Okay, last question then um and then we'll go to our the rapid fire round. If you're there's a player on the junior hounds even listening in or a player on any team, really, um, I guess, what would you hope that, you know, what a big, big question. But if you could put it into a bite size, like what's a few things that you hope that that they know, like that they that they can hold on to and try to internalize based on what you believe. For our guys, um I would love for them to walk away from Notre Dame um, having experienced supportive mentorship um, in in a way where they it's normal to them. It's normal to have people that they can lean on if they have questions or if they're stuck or if things aren't going the way they want or even to come in and and brag about themselves and 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 celebrate with somebody in mentorship and in leadership. I want that to be normal for them so that when they go out into the, into their world, they're going to choose 
new cultures. They're going to choose new communities where that's a value system already woven into the structure so that we're, we're just compounding and we're rippling out um, this element of we are, we are intergenerational and we are, are into inter hierarchical <laughs> supportive um, up and down, no matter where we are. So, so they too will, will know how to care for the next generation. And so slowly we can, we can change the world. And as far as other junior players or other elite athletes, there's so much more to being the best that you can be that isn't mechanical and strategized that, that you, you do need this other layer of resources to come in and give you that depth to deepen the roots so that you can handle the pressures so that you can handle the, the adjustments that need to be made when, when who you were doesn't work for where you're going or who you want to be. And, um, it, it is a vital part so that when, when you are a, no longer an athlete or when you retire or when when you're when you've had to pivot your career you have those you have those transferable depth of skills that you can handle anything it doesn't it doesn't matter the arena it doesn't matter the mm. gym it doesn't matter the field you you it doesn't matter the the boardroom you can you can you can take those skills anywhere that you want to go but but being able to tap into them and welcome those resources only makes you a greater competitor um, out out in, out in the world after, during and after sport. Yeah, great, great answer. Wow, there you go. Well, yeah, I mean, I can tell you all there out there, Corey and I have talked for hours and hours and hours uh, when we meet. It <laughs> goes long. When we talk on the phone, it goes long. When we're at the <laughs> rink and we're t- sitting in the office, we look at our our phones and whatever time it is and time has gone by. So, uh, you know, we have to, we have to end this, but, uh, we'll have to do a part two or three or four or a hundred, uh, Corey, cause th- this was, this was un- unbelievable. Uh, so I've got 10 rapid fire questions for you to end it, Corey. Uh, uh so okay. the, the, the trick is, nervous. well, don't be nervous cause they're not very hard, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just try to answer them as quick as you can, as honest as you can. All right. Okay. All right, here we go. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at keeping secrets? Oh, 10. Well, I guess that's part of your job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you prefer texting or talking? Uh, depends who. See, I make every question complicated. Depends who, but um, for sure talking. Yeah. Okay. Favorite day of the week? Mondays. <laughs> oh, I guess you don't have the case of the Monday. Uh, name, <laughs> name a primate besides monkeys or apes. Humans? Are we primates? I think so. So there you go. Uh, how many pull-ups could you do right this second? Oh, like two. Uh, what is a nickname that your parents used to call you? Uh, I don't know if I can say that on the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Uh, what's the last song you listened to? Um, I I I have a writing uh, playlist. Uh-huh. Um. Coral is one of my favorites that I listen to over and over again. It's like a, it's like a classical song. Um, Yeah. It's classical music. There you go. Uh, Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, 
Probably speak every language. Yeah. Uh, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> Not a vegetarian, but maybe a vegan if there's butter in the crackers. Uh, okay, so you went very literal. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I guess I have two more, so 11 okay. rapid fire. Uh, I'm bad at counting. Oh, well. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? Oh, 10. I'm amazing. Oh, or NASCAR here over. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last last one. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Yeah. Give me one word to describe oh. the Junior Hounds group this year. Oh, Jamie, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm stuck. It doesn't have to be the ultimate word. It's just the first word that comes to mind. Tenacious. There you go. This has been the Junior Hounds Podcast. I'm Jamie Nugovar. Thank you so much for your time, Corey. Oh, thank you so much. That was fun.